Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. The Unwritten Rule on KCOU 88.1 FM. Nolton, I can't hear you well. like at all. No, I think my my mic may be bugging. But nevertheless, we're gonna we're gonna power through. I'm joined we'll as I am every week by Kenny and Peyton. Guys, how we doing? Uh pretty good. You know, another week. Uh, got to go back to Mizzou baseball games this week. I think my mic might be messed that, up too. Is that is that not? Yeah, but Kenny, can you a, hear us? He's doing. Uh, We're doing sign language. Can yeah. you hear me? Oh, I can hear you. You can hear me perfectly. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. You want to come over and share this mic with me? Sure, man. Come over here. All Get right. over here. Have fun. Wow. This is gonna take a while. Um, uh, uh, stop. Kenny, stop. I would like to make an announcement for all of our KCOU friends in Colombia or in the United States or out of the United States. You know, we we have some uh, listeners from other countries. You know, we do. Uh, we do. Really? Um, yeah. We have uh, people in Florida. Um, That's not outside of the United States. That is a different country, right? Yeah. Okay, well, th- uh, that was my stall. The actual announcement is we are no longer KCOU, the unwritten rule. And it's really it's really sad that it's come to this time that we have had to change the name. Oh, we didn't have to, but we changed it. We are no longer KCOU, the unwritten rule. We are KCOU, duh, unwritten rule. Uh, <laughs> yes. For, because of Levitating by Dua Lipa featuring the baby. Dua Lipa with the baby? And it's really come to it. We just couldn't take it anymore. So we're now done written rule. Nolton, Nolton, I think if you combine both of your mics together, uh, yeah. that'll create like a, a sound wave, like a real a, a, mic. A good sound wave. Right? Uh, do you That's want to okay. introduce our guest right now? Yes, we can. First of all, if you've never listened to Levitating, go listen to it. It's an One of the best songs ever created, song. honestly. Um, yes, we have a special guest. Uh, he's been longtime listener, first time participant in the show. Um, it's uh, our good friend. I don't really know what other introduction to give him besides Kevin. Kevin, say hello to the people. Yeah, that's a stuffed animal. That's a stuffed stuffed penguin. Um, Our actual guest, Kevin, will be live in probably 15, 20 minutes calling in. The real Kevin. From the loo. I think he's coming in from the loo. I think he's probably at SEMO. We'll see. Trolling Arenado. Also, if you're listening right now, Kevin, this is my voice. I'm Kenny. I'm Peyton, and the other I'm one's Jack. Because he asked who, wow, whose I voices could, were his. I couldn't say hello myself. No, you don't get Peyton. to say hello. Can we start this? It's been four minutes. Ridiculous. We can't even hear you, really. Anymore. You know what? I can hear him. Yeah, maybe maybe it's you, Peyton. I can still hear unwritten play. Can you actually? Yeah. yeah. I just heard them go, feel the rain. <laughs> what are we talking about? They can about? say they can hear us all perfectly, so we're good. Swag. Sounds good to me, then. Very swag. Okay. Um, yeah, well, we'll cycle back. You guys said you got to finally go to a Mizzou baseball game, and that is, of course, our first topic for today. Uh, 
Yeah, the game you got to go to was, of course, a little interstate rivalry. Mizzou lost to Mo State. A banger of a game. Seven, seven to five. It is pretty pretty fun game. High scoring. What did you guys see from the game? Was it at least fun to be back despite a Mizzou baseball loss? Oh, it was an absolute joy to finally be back. I loved just the few baseball games we were actually able to go to last year. Um, so being back really felt great. Um, just love going to baseball games in general. Uh, and I'm actually a big fan of Mizzou's stadium outside of like the view in the outfield. It looks terrible, but... Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed to be being back at a baseball, a college baseball game. What about you, Kenny? Um, I'd like to say the same. Last time I went to a college baseball game, uh, the pandemic struck. So literally the day, the, the same day, day. The, same the same day, day. school was canceled. Yeah. We were kicked out. We were told like, you got two weeks. You're out of here. Mm-hmm. It was like my two weeks notice, you know? Um, but you know, it was a great game. You know, Mizzou came up short seven to five in the end. Uh, I wasn't that really high on Mizzou going into that game also because most states been a pretty productive uh, baseball cro- program even though they're not a power five school. Yeah, very respectable um, baseball players program. like Luke Voigt, uh, Brad Ziegler, Ryan Howard, Ryan Howard. You know, there's oh, just a few names yeah. that might not be that common, but Luke Voigt's an all-star first baseman currently in the league. You know, Ryan Howard was a will be on leader. MVP v- ballots. Uh, MVP ballots? You mean Hall of Fame? Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's actually Ryan Howard from The Office. Yeah, oh, that, yeah, that one episode where they go to the Philadelphia and that baseball player, yeah. that's him. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, Mizzou did not have that great of a day. They came back in the end um, scoring. Let me try to find the box score. Uh, they scored four runs in the bottom of the eighth, and I'm pretty sure they left the bases loaded. Oh, no, not in the eighth, not but the eighth? they did in, in oh. one of the innings. No, it was, it, in the eighth. it was the bottom of the eighth. The eighth was <laughs> yeah. when uh, Josh Day got thrown out at the plate because it was a really that bad wasn't to end the. That wasn't to end the um According inning. to the box That was score, to end the inning, yeah. The box score, the they box left score the bases. says, oh, wait. You're talking about Mizzou? Yeah. yeah. They scored four runs in the eighth inning, bottom of the eighth. Did they leave anyone on, though? That, no, they they might know. have. Le- I mean, technically, it was an RBI double or single, mm. but Day got thrown out at the plate to end the inning. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Well, it was a good, good game all around. Mizzou came back. They fought hard. You know, at the end of it, the pitching actually... Got better throughout the game. Once they got rid of Trey Robertson, yeah, who Trey is Robertson easily the great. worst starter on this team. He was just not even hitting his hitting the zone at all. No, yeah, he not was even horrible. close, and it was just not a good day for him. Um, a few things I would like to say: um, college umpires are the softest people in the world. I'll admit that. Like this, this is just ridiculous. Oh yeah, we actually got to hear a whole like yeah. confrontation, and then someone got ejected. We like, heard it all. Like Mizzou baseball, like a lot of college baseball schools. Don't really get that many fans, but for an SEC school, they have very low attendance, and plus there's COVID. There's not let, they're not letting in a lot of people, but you can hear everything. You can hear what the umpire is yelling at people. The umpire started getting into it with the third base coach for Mizzou, and he said, you know, third base coach was like, okay, you know, he put his hands up. He said, you know, it's fine, whatever, and then he said, just clean it up. And that's arguing balls and strikes. He tossed him from the game. And that was just the most ridiculous Jeez. thing ever. Mm-hmm. People can cuss in your face, and some people won't get tossed. But for that, that's just really soft of a collegiate umpire. What did you yell at the ump that the ump definitely no, heard? I'm not talking about that. Yeah. Um, okay. After the game, the umpires did drive away, and they looked In a golf upset. cart. In a golf yeah. cart, yeah. They, they just sped away. Off. They were carted mm-hmm. off the field. Yeah. Essentially. Um, oh, DeMarcus AC just got cut. Um, oh. Former Mizzou. No! Was he on the 49ers? 49ers, right? Yeah. He was with the 49ers for a while. He was. He made it the whole year. Yeah. Um, other than that, wasn't a great game for Mizzou. Oh, no, wait. They were, he was on Washington. <laughs> he was on Washington. Yeah. Now. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but you know they did win two two. Two series? No, one. They one. they stole one game against uh, number eleven South Carolina at South Carolina, and they won the series against A and M, who beat number five Texas the mm-hmm. week before. So overall, it's kind of like a hit and remi- hit or miss uh, season for Mizzou, kind of bouncing yeah. around. They're finding their ways. They've kind of like built a foundation of a lineup that they want to run with, and they're in the top thirty for. Uh, recruiting for the next year, so I not e- top twenty. Top twenty. Yeah. I just I, I knew it was twenty something. So mm-hmm. it's twenty something, right? I think it's like eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah. Okay. Well, it keeps going up. Uh, there's going to be you know Steve Beezer's getting people to come to Mizzou, and hopefully these players will work out. They do have a quarterback coming to Mizzou who's also going to yes. play baseball. That's really cool. Yeah. Sam Horn, a four-star um, quarterback, is who's, also who's going. Who's one to of pitch. the most famous uh, college football players in the last ten years that also pitched? In the last ten years, no. In the last ten years, yeah. ACC, ACC. He's Who? a football player. Jameis. Jameis was on the baseball yeah, team. On the baseball team. I did wow. not. Know. I could be That's mistaken awesome. that he was a pitcher, but I know he was on the baseball team. And I don't. It's a pretty cool thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That you is. That? Yeah, but uh, building off what Kenny said. I mean, it's just kind of a shame the team just isn't that good this year. Uh, they lost Ian Bedell, their true ace. And, uh, wow, look at that. He was a pitcher. He was a pitcher and an uh-huh. outfielder. That's crazy. Um, but, yeah, Pete Zimmerman, their best hitter left. It's kind of just a rebuilding year. Uh, Mizzou's top recruit going into the year was stolen in the draft by the Mets. Um, so next year should be a lot better for this team. They have a ton of young talent coming in. Uh, I'm excited for the future of this team because they have been playing a lot better baseball as of late. Like Kenny said, an impressive series win over A&M. They were able to beat a top 11 team um, on their on the opposing team's field. So there's reasons for optimism on this team. There are some good players going forward. Um, but for this year, it's just going to be tough. Yeah, you kind of have to learn fast when you play in the SEC, right? Like, oh yes, you're playing all these ranked teams. Vanderbilt's good every year. Um, you said they won or they stole a game from South Carolina. They won a series against a good Texas A&M team. So yeah, it it could be on the up and up for them. Yeah. I think it is. Yeah, yeah. And they're playing Florida again this week or uh, this weekend, starting today at five thirty. Um, but you know, Florida's ranked 18th Sheesh. and coming off a tough loss to Missouri State, who's not. You know, a big powerhouse school for baseballs. It's, it's, it's a tough approach to a to a, an away game, yeah. like an yeah. away series. Um, one thing I would say about Jameis Winston, though, he um, was drafted in 2012 by the Texas Rangers in the 15th round. Wow. Really? Yeah. Good Lord. Russell Wilson. I did not know yeah. Russell Wilson. A lot of, also a lot of football drafted. players have been drafted. Yeah, Russell Wilson Jira- was drafted. Johnny Manziel has been drafted. Tom yeah. Brady got drafted. By the Expos. Mm-hmm. Wow. There you go. That's crazy. That is crazy that that, that many quarterbacks has. But, uh, yeah, so a bit of an optimistic outlook for Mizzou baseball. One team that I think has not gotten the same, I guess, amount of optimism recently has been the Mizzou men's basketball program. Uh, I think it's safe to say we're going to see a a lot of new faces and a lot of, I guess, just a a different, a completely different team at this point um, heading into next season. Guys are transferring. There was a lot of seniors. We kind of already knew that going into it, but... Um, you know, I guess the, the the biggest name in terms of a of a unexpected player to leave is of course Xavier Pinson. He is now an LSU Tiger. He stayed in the SEC, um, which I think if you're a Mizzou fan, you you know, depending on how you feel about Xavier Pinson, you might 
like that or dislike that because you don't you might not want to play against him again. Um, but guys, what'd you think about that transfer and what's happening in, in Mizzou basketball with all these guys leaving? Um, Peyton and I, Peyton, I'll let you say your thing because I also believe mm-hmm. what you're going to say about this. Uh, one thing I would say about Xavier Pinson though, um, that he's a troll. Like he chose a school oh, that wasn't what? even in his top four. Yeah. Okay. Like, are Let's you talk about that's that. true. He never said like I received an offer. From also, LSU. three hours ago they officially announced it. Mr. Will Wade, who is the subject of an FBI probe because he is blatantly he's on tape as saying we'll pay this guy. We'll pay this recruit more than the G League does and laughing about it. All of a sudden swoops in and just out of nowhere grabs Xavier Pinson. I'm not saying, but I'm saying Xavier Pinson <laughs> is being paid. Now, oh. all fair to Xavier Pinson. Go get your bag. That's fine. He's joking. Right. He's not serious. For legal reasons, I am kidding. Will Wade <laughs> is probably not paying Xavier Pinson. Well, I mean, it's not a ter- I mean, it's not a terrible thing to say at this point. With you saw what just happened with USC getting in trouble. Sean um, Miller just got fired. Yeah, from Sean Arizona. Miller just got fired from Arizona. There's that was like, long overdue. Yeah. Well, it was, but there's. I mean, there's seven or eight schools right now that are in pretty hot water with the FBI and mm-hmm. the NCAA for Auburn. Recru- recruiting violations. Auburn is one of them. And probably um, Xavier Pinson didn't want to go to Auburn right. to be in another issue. Yeah, mm-hmm. to get in another issue. I mean, and it's not small schools either. It's big It's big schools. Big, so big schools, yeah. I think we're going to see a lot of interesting development in the NCAA in general. But, yeah, a little bit unusual for Xavier Pinson to not even announce he had an offer from LSU yeah. before choosing them. Um, but you never really know. Transfers are kind of weird. I mm-hmm. mean, it's not like recruiting where you're a high school kid, you're celebrating every single time a college even talks to you. Yeah. It's like I you've mean, done this before. Right, exactly. So it's not terribly surprising, but at the same time it is a little it is a little suspicious, perhaps. And um, uh just like from a pure basketball standpoint, losing Xavier Pinson, uh when Xavier Pinson's at his best, um, then that's probably a catastrophic loss for Mizzou. The problem is 70% of the time, Xavier Pinson does not show up. Yep. Xavier Pinson a lot of times is borderline worthless to play. I mean, <laughs> when he he defensively, everyone knows, is not his strong suit. And that's fine. That's the case with a lot of guys. But my goodness, there are just too many games for Xavier Pinson where he goes like two for seven from the field or yeah like 3 for 11, where he just is unplayable. And the problem with that is Conzo would bench him when he played that bad, but he'd have to put in Drew Bugs, who was not a scoring threat, threat at all yeah, and was not that great defensively to yeah. really justify it. That's where the lack of depth got in the way mm-hmm. for them is when they couldn't they couldn't say, okay, Pinson's just missed two shots in a row. Let's take him out for a little bit. Let him just you know recover, You know, give him a little break, get him back in there, see if he can bounce back. He kind of had to try and play his way out, not even really by his own choice. It's because he had to be in the game all the time. Because regardless of how he was playing, he's better than Drew Bugs was. And I agree with you, Peyton. To the to the you know, it's it's speaks to how hot and cold he is when he's at his worst, he's borderline unplayable. When he's at his best, I think he's almost an NBA level point guard. Because yeah. I think he's that good. He can score, you know, go high to low, go quick to the basket. He's fast in transition. But yeah, I think the problem with that is Conzo wants someone who can at least play defense, yeah. like m- like even decently. Like, and Xavier Pinson was just not that guy. So, yeah. Pinson, I mean, 
I'm pretty sure that was overdue um, between him and Conzo. I don't think they really saw eye to eye very much while Pinson was here. Yeah, the OU game was just the yeah. straw that broke the camel's back. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Kenny, you got any thoughts? Other thoughts on this? <clears throat> um, I would like to talk about the transfers, though. Yeah, um, all the other ones. You know, I, I've gone in depth about how I think Xavier Pinson just gave up at the end of the season. Like two weeks ago, when I was in Florida, and I was talking about that. I think at what some point Pinson just it just looked like he didn't care. And but other than that, let's talk about the other transfers. Um, Torrance Watson, Elon, Elon. is that Rick Pitino's team, right? No, that's Iona. Oh, yeah, oh that's Iona. Iona. Yeah. Um, but I think Elon, you know, it's a uh, That's a good spot for Torrance, yeah, I'd say, because major, he'll play a lot. He'll definitely start on that team. Uh, Elon went to their conference tournament final this year, um, and they lost to Drexel. They like did not score at all. So, I mean, Torrance towards the end of the year he got hot when he was actually getting playing time. I thought Torrance, if he had stayed, would have gotten a lot of playing time. I think he would have started. Mm-hmm. I think there's a really good chance he would have started, but. And that's a shame. I really did like Torrance, but I'm over Javon though. Yeah, Javon hmm? Pickett. Javon Pickett would have taken his spot, in my opinion. I I, I think, think they probably <coughs> both would have. Started, yeah, I think honestly. they both would have played. Well, with all these transfers, I'm not sure. That's fair, but I mean, at the very least, you have a, a much deeper ball club then. Yeah. Um. But now he's going to be an all like everyday yeah. starter. He's going to have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That I mean, yeah, no doubt minutes. about it. He's going to play like all the time at Elon. There's no doubt there, and he's playing a lot worse competition. Doubt. Hmm? Doubt. What do you mean? That? Shut up. He's, he's making <laughs> fun of your voice. Um, there were a set of Mizzou players that did say that they were getting ready for the next level. If I Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's Jeremiah Tillman, Mitchell Smith, and Drew Smith. Yeah, yeah they're both Those three? signing with agents. Yep. They're, they're Any all word on Drew Bugs other than he's in the transfer portal? Uh, he's probably looking for a job. Because there I is think he no has, chance he's playing still. He has offers, he, right? he can play again. Yeah, everyone's granted Okay, we'll have year. fun wherever else you go, Drew. Goodbye. Yeah, I don't... Won't yeah, miss he you. is in the transfer portal, I believe. I think he's leaving. But, yeah, I mean, the, the, the whole point is, you know, we're going to see a completely different thing. We even talk about Parker Brown, too. He's oh, gone. yeah, Parker Brown, Santa Clara. Santa Clara. Now Clara. he's the best basketball player of all time to play at Santa Clara. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't Brown. name, I can't can't name, name a any. Hall of Famer that played for the Suns that can't went make, there. Can't name anyone else. Uh, Beave Bash. He it rhymes with that, Kenny. Thank you. Um, other than that, like I wanted to let Peyton talk about this, but this Mizzou team is actually going to be pretty decent next year. Okay, yeah, I'm actually like, <laughs> I know at the end of the season, I really thought this team was going to stink because I'm like, oh, we're losing all these. These uh, seniors end up. We're gonna have tra- Xavier Pinson is almost certainly gonna transfer, but I really, really, really like that the transfers that Mizzou got. Not gonna lie. Other than how how is it pronounced? The one from K State, the one we traded Mark Smith for. Uh, it's pretty much. It's not pronounced like how it's spelled. It's Dejuan or whatever. Dejuan. Yeah. Dejuan. I think it's Dejuan. It's not Dewan. Yeah. Dejuan Gordon can't shoot, but I mean. He's probably a good defender. Um, otherwise, I don't know why Konzo would have really targeted him. He was uh, in the so trade for be... uh... Mark Smith. Mark Smith. Yeah. That's who it was, yeah. Um, and Jaron Coleman is a lethal three-point shooter. That's something Mizzou needs desperately. Uh, Jamari Davis, the one from uh, Green Bay, 
was a very good scorer. Uh, Knowlton gave us an insider scoop on him. I did. Um, so I'm a big fan of him. And Anton Brookshire, the incoming freshman, I really like. Uh, I'm just Dejuan. That's how it's pronounced. Yeah, so we were right, pretty much. Um, but yeah, I'm a really, I'm a really, really big fan of how this roster is filling out. I don't, I don't know if it, if next year necessarily it's going to pay off and be a tournament level team, but I think in a couple years because Jaron Coleman, I believe, has a couple years left. Yeah, he's a uh, sophomore, and no Jamari, one's, no one's losing any eligibility. Yeah, now. Jamari Davis should be able to stay for a couple years. Um, it's just Amari. Is it Amari? Yeah. Okay. Well, sorry. Okay. I'll remember it. <laughs> no, I just didn't enough. want you to yeah. say it again. There's also four freshmen coming in. Yep. Yeah. Kobe Brown's little Ant- brother. Caleb Brown, Yaya Keda, um, Anton Brookshire. Anton, Anton Brookshire, Brookshire and, who's going uh, to be really good. I forget the fourth guy, but he's also pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the only thing I think Mizzou needs pretty bad right now is a big man, because Jordan Wilmore cannot start. There is no shot. That we are going to do anything if Jordan Wilmore is our starting center. It's like it might legitimately be him and Yaya Keda, who's a freshman and not like an elite level prospect coming in. I mean, he's like just a three star. So Oh, Trayvon Brazil is the other one. Also Trayvon from, Brazil, that's it. Yeah, also from Springfield and another three star crew. Yeah, but oh, overall I'm, that I'm pretty big on how Mizzou's shaping up for next year. Uh, they just missed out on one guy I would have wanted. Who was um, that? Good. Oh, say it. It's on there. Brady Manic. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. Brady Manic <laughs> would have made this team absolutely perfect. He went to UNC. That infuriates me that he got an offer from He just there. replaced um, Walker Kessler, who transferred. Yeah, but, I mean, Brady Manic would have, I think, been a perfect fit for Mizzou. But Is Bryce Love still there? Is that his name? Uh, Caleb Love. Caleb Love. Oh, like, yeah. Bryce Love's a running Bryce back. Bryce Love yeah. is... No. <laughs> yeah. Caleb uh, Love is still there, right? Unfortunately yes. for them, yes. Yeah. So. Um, so there's two Mizzou guys that you wanted that well, are now look, on UNC. Thank God we missed out on Caleb Love, first of all. He can't shoot. He did have a rough first Um, year. But Brady Manick, I would have very much enjoyed. A, a front court of Brady Manick and Kobe Brown would have been good. Yeah. Very much. Kobe Brown's probably going to be our best player next year, though. Even without... And a helpful front court member. You're not rocking with Brooks Ford and Evan Yerkes? Are either of them even on Do the they team? even go I'm to school sh- here anymore? Pretty sure they're like on the practice squad because their bios still say Mizzou basketball. Maybe they just forgot I mean, to if I it out. went anywhere near Mizzou basketball, I would never take that out of my bio either. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, something about Dejuan Howard. Uh, he recorded no blocks last season. Sorry, De- Dejuan Howard? Oh, Dejuan. Uh, sorry, Gordon. Gordon. Um, Dijon Gordon recorded no blocks okay. and 1.2 steals per game, well, which was less than the year before. It goes beyond the box score, okay? I'd have to find um, Konzo's quote about him, but he seemed pretty. It seems like Dijon Gordon is here for defense. Can we get an analytical breakdown about it? What's his, uh, what's his savant looking like? What's his exit velo? By the way, um, a mem- uh, fan texted texting into our text hotline. Um, said that Kurt Rambis is definitely the best player ever from Santa Clara. I don't know if either of you know who that is, but uh, fan text in about that. Thank you, fan. Was it your dad? No. Who was it? Luke Magnanti. Oh, never heard of him. Also, (laughs) I have received another text 
Uh, oh, never mind. That's not about the show. <laughs> um, I mean, I yeah, I think I'm I'm most excited. I think next year in terms of the new guys, either for Jerron Coleman or Anton Brookshire. Oh, Jerron Coleman and Anton Brookshire uh, are going to be like the most lethal shooters for us. They, I mean, Conzo even shoot. alluded to that. Yeah, yeah. Conzo said they were gonna... on this team. Oh yeah, that's the one thing that we have absolutely been missing the last two years. Because I I don't worry about defensive consistency or coherence with Me Conzo neither. Martin. Because yeah, because he's gonna Conzo dr- yeah. is going to coach up the defense. Yeah, he's going to drill that's that. One into thing anybody. he for sure can do well. Yeah. It's just the shooting. It was, it was a lack of scoring. Yeah, yeah. It, we couldn't get it with Mark Smith ever. We very occasionally could get it with from Xavier Pinson, but it wasn't very often. And Drew was never really. I love Drew. He Smith. got better at shooting though. Yeah, Drew last Smith year. by the end of the season. Oh, was he was, far a but shooter. that was never the selling point of his game. We he definitely was, saw that in the tournament too. Yeah, he was one of the players that really didn't give up. He just kept shooting. Mm-hmm. Drew Smith didn't want to go home. Yeah, it was a bummer. It's a bummer that he's not coming back. Yeah, I'll miss Drew Smith dearly. Whew. But yeah, I mean, it'll it'll definitely be interesting to see, you know. How this team shakes out. Do we have any other any other final thoughts? We've I we've wrapped not. up the season, Peyton. We're I think we're all fairly optimistic. It's just the transfers have to hit, and mm-hmm. someone needs to fill that center spot. So we'll have to see what. I would say one what. last thing. Yeah. Um, it's going to be actually kind of weird to go to a Mizzou basketball game and just see a totally different, like new faces. It's It'll like almost, kind of exciting, It's almost like though. watching like a mid-major team play your team. Like you just have no idea yeah, who all these guys fair. are. A little bit. I'm bit. excited for it though, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to see. It'll be it'll be exciting to watch from a zoo basketball. That'll probably wrap it up a little bit uh for this first segment. When we come back, we're gonna dive into some baseball stuff and some football stuff. Don't wanna don't want to miss it. You are listening to the unwritten rule on KCOU 88.1 FM. Tune into High and Tight with me and my co-host Logan Perone as we catch you up on the latest signings, trades, news, scores, and highlights from around America's pastime. Every Sunday at 11 a.m. on the 88.1 FM stream and on our website KCU.FM on the Blue Box. I'm jumping in with my clothes on. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Look at me, busy as a bee. Where'd I get all this energy? Oh, man, mm, man. I don't sleep and I don't eat, but I've got the cleanest house on the street. Oh, man, mm, man. Get these hairs all out of my face. Get these bugs all out of my place. One more hit, no time to waste. Oh, man.
welcome back. The Unwritten Rule on KCOU 88.1 FM. As you can tell, we are very excited about the tune playing that I will not say, but they've said it the name of. Anyway, um, yeah, obviously we talked about some Mizzou sports in the last segment. We're going to dive into some professional sports now with the MLB and the NFL and maybe even some NBA stuff. But first, we do actually have an IRL guest, also coincidentally named Kevin. Uh, and yeah, Kevin, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. Aha. Good yeah, to, it works. Good to talk How to you. How are you guys doing? Oh, Great. fantastic, doing Kevin. Great. Well, everyone say their name so he knows because he said he was I, I'm pretty sure I figured it out. Okay, I just good. knew from, I mostly mixed up Kenny and Jack. I had Peyton pretty much down. Because <laughs> of the voice cracks, right, Distinct. Peyton? Yeah, Shut up. yeah, it's all those voice cracks. All righty. Well, Kevin, thank you for joining us. We appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, we're going to dive, I guess, firstly into some some MLB injury and, and COVID stuff. Um, Kenny, there was, was there a starting pitcher out today with COVID? Did we have that right before the show? Oh, that was, that it was in? just, it was back. He's back. Oh, Dylan he's back. Cease Dylan Cease, White Sox pitcher is back. Oh, so he's no, taken off the... Taken off, just yet COVID, COVID symptoms. This was most, mostly about the Astros, though. Oh, yeah. Do you want me to go for go it? Go ahead. Okay, we, go so off. the Astros have five players uh, listed on the injured list now. Due to COVID, due to a one positive case in the Astros clubhouse, um, it is a weird thing to see because the Astros had to bring up f- five players mm-hmm. um, for Wednesday night's game against the Tigers, last game of the, s- the series. Um, it was weird that they even played the game when um, Lance McCullers, who st- was the starting pitcher, was pulled from the game and or was was pulled mostly because he was stinking it up on the field like usual um <laughs> like usual <laughs> I'll, yeah i'll admit lance mccullers has not been the best in his most recent years but he's he has a lot of he's a high ceiling and he just it's a very decent starting pitcher not the last few games um that it's was me i'll take that back um but lance had, had a pretty rough outing um he was hooked up on I, ivs right after the game he went to the hospital like immediately <laughs> Oh, because of he had, he had the Johnson and Johnson uh, vaccine and it just wrecked him. So COVID, I feel like oh geez. Some of these, this game should have never happened. Like they, I'll name some players that the Astros brought up and Peyton, you cannot say anything. Um, you know, Alex Degatti is. No. Uh, do you know who Abraham Toro is? No. Do you know who Taylor Jones is? No. See, they're, they're bringing up players that like. Wait, I, wait, wait. There's one more. I'm not saying it. Ronnie Dawson. Do yeah. you know who Ronnie Dawson is? No, Ronnie Dawson wasn't even on the 40-man. It's just a like weird situation. These five players that are out for the Astros will not be returning for the next two series because they're both away. So in the end, the Astros are probably going to lose three of their next five if they're not going to be at full strength. It's going to be tough having half of the Sugarland Skeeters, who is their AAA team, in their starting lineup. Yeah, yeah. uh going to be tough for them to win the west now uh to be honest uh i was told to say that sorry thanks justin um but yeah i mean it was weird because it took out pretty much all of the astros core bregman is out jordan is out altuve's out right yeah altuve's out mm-hmm. uh martin maldonado and martin is not part of it and who is the other one <laughs> robel garcia robel also not part of it but yeah um other than that kevin who was our special guest today is a diehard Cardinals fan, and Sucks. the main reason I like <laughs> want, I asked him to come on is because there's probably a lot of Cardinals fans in Columbia, Missouri. Just a hunch. Um, yeah, probably. And he's his favorite player is Daniel Ponce de Leon. And, oh no! But, really? No, but the Cardinals Don't have had their even. own struggles to start the start the season today. But I'd like 
you know, I'd like um, Kevin to talk about the Cardinals for us. All right. Um, first of all, Ponce de Leon is not anywhere close to my favorite player. Um, <laughs> I'm happy he got bumped out of the starting rotation now, thanks to uh, Kwang Hun Kim coming back from the IL. Oh, Had a man. lower back strain. <laughs> so uh, Kim will be making his first start of the season tomorrow. Carlos Martinez is going today. But the Cardinals, their main problem is their offense and their starting. Outside of Jack Flaherty, they don't have anyone really solid as a starter. And on their offense, it's similar to 2019, where the offense is built around Goldschmidt and one other uh, big-name player. 2019, it was Ozuna. Now it's Arenado. And so outside of those two guys, if we're not generating, if they're not generating offense, the whole team slouches there. Yeah, we definitely saw that. Uh, Peyton and I went to the Cardinals game. Cardinals Brewers. Cardinals Brewers. And I think Goldschmidt was out. No, he was in, right? No, he was in. Yeah, but the offense was still, like, just not there. Not good yeah. until Austin Dean hit a Mickey Mouse home run in, like, the eighth. <laughs> so, yeah, the Cardinals, I thought, personally, Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt would be enough to really put them over the edge for uh, a division title, at least, this year, just because I don't think... The NL Central is any good. Um, I mean, it's not at all. Yeah, but, I mean, the Reds have been red hot to start. That being said, I still I have a hard time believing the Cardinals don't take it. it it's just, I think their rotation will be better. And I think that their offense, I, I don't know what they can do about their out, outfield. Do they have someone missing? Like, why is Justin Williams starting every day for you? So, O'Neal was injured in the game you That's guys actually right. went to. Yeah. And he's on the 10-day aisle, so he should be activated sometime or mid to late next week. But then, I mean, like, is Williams still going to get this many starts? or? Well, I mean, it depends because, honestly, I would like to see him getting more starts rather than playing Edmund in right and Carpenter at second base. Uh, but... The other problem for the Cardinals is Mike Schilt is just so horrible as a manager. <laughs> um, he does not know how to manage the bullpen at all. I mean, so the other night, whenever it was uh, Gant's start against the uh, Nationals, when they were matching up against Eric Fetty, it was a 1-1 tie ball game. And so Schilt was complaining how the... Uh... What's happening? Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know what just started. Um... <laughs> I shut that off. Um, sorry. So That's okay. anyways, Gant had his start. And so Schilt was complaining how we haven't gotten the starters to go deep into the game. And at that point, that was the our 10th game of the season. And we only had one quality start, and it was Flaherty down in Miami. And so Schilt was trying to push the starters. And so he left Gant in to bunt to give the Nationals the second out of the inning, and we ended up not being able to capitalize on runners in scoring position. And then Gant went out and uh, gave up two or three runs, two runs, I think, right away, just to get pulled out without even getting any outs. <sighs> just so he's trying to force the stars to go deeper. And then for Flaherty's start the next day against Strasburg, it's a five-run game, and he pinch hits Flaherty in the fifth, which ended up working out. Cardinals went on to win 14-3. to three. It's just... <laughs> It makes no sense to take out your ace in a five-run game if you're complaining about the starters not going deep enough, but leaving your fifth starter in in a tie game. 
Yeah, I've heard a lot of Cardinals fans uh, complain about Mike Schilt, and a lot of it's warranted. Like you said, some of his bullpen moves are pretty dumb. But I just I have a hard time really blaming him for constructing a good not being able to construct a good lineup. I just don't think the Cardinals right now really have enough like talent offensively to really like make a serious push towards a World Series. Oh, I agree. Uh I agree. Paul Paul DeYoung is just terrible. He, uh, he has been slumping since June 2019. It's been bad. <laughs> Paul DeYoung is seriously like one of the one of my least favorite shortstops to watch. He is. Just He's going to be a Rocky good. soon. Yeah, I, I, I really so. think Trevor Story. Trevor Story. It if, makes sense. If the Cardinals get Trevor Story, I don't they think should. it's much of a debate for them. They they will win the division easily. They can they can swipe another easy trade out of the Rockies. They've done it once this year. Wow, Plus they 51 did one more million. Yeah, yeah. Paul DeYoung and um, who's a terrible prospect they have? Uh, who's a terrible prospect you have? I mean, the Rockies always need pitching, so we can throw in Ponce de Leon. <laughs> there it is. I had a feeling. Get him that. out. There it is. The, the only reason like Kevin and I have this like connection about Ponce de Leon is I went to a Cardinals Astros game for spring training, and Ponce de Leon was just awful. Like he just had a terrible outing. But Cardinals fans loved it. Really? They were Why? on their feet when he got pulled, cheering him. He tipped his cap, and I'm oh, like, Are you serious? Cardinals fans do that for everyone. Did you see the curtain call for Carpenter after he finally got a home run? You guys have a cult fan base. It is just ridiculous. The I, Cardinals so, have the most culty feel of any baseball team in the league. It's weird. All players besides division rivals love coming to St. Louis for the fans, though. Like, I, so in 2019, when Pujols got to make his return finally to Bush, he was telling Trout, you're going to witness something special here. And Trout was just raving about the fans in interviews after being there. Interesting. Well, some baseball players are wrong, I guess. Um, I actually do well, like that because we went to – a few of us went to a game one of the NLCS in 2019, yeah. and they were just getting like – like uh, who was it? Who was on Honeyball the, was Honeyball no Sanchez was no hitting them into the almost eighth inning. That's right. And it was just a like terrible game for Cardinals players, but the that Cardinals fans were on their feet they were rowdy the, whole the whole time. game. Like they knew they were going to lose, but they were there the whole game on their feet. Yeah. Yeah, it's it it's a really good atmosphere there. It seems like in the like one time I went, but yeah. It's, um, go ahead, Kevin. It's a real like drastic difference because I've only been to outside of Bush Stadium. I've been to Kaufman in Kansas City, and I've been to Minute Maid down in Houston. What? And so Houston has been. It was like 2008 or 2009, whenever I was there, and then. Kansas City, I was just there on Wednesday to see the Angels hoping to see something special from Pools because this could be his last season. Um, but even though – so I was there at opening day. And so the difference for the Cardinals from how the fans are to being in Kansas City, there's about a 4,000 fan difference. But on TV, I was even told from people – I mean, I was there in person, so I know how loud it was opening day. But I was told on – TV, it sounded like the stadium was jam packed at Bush. Whereas at Kansas City, there was like nothing. It was just complete yeah. silence until the Royals actually did something. And I was like 15 feet away from Carlos Santana's home run on Wednesday. Oh, and there was a lot of cheering. I'm going to go then. back and rewatch that and try and find you. 
I don't know if I showed up on the screen. I watched it on uh, the big screen they got at the stadium, and I was just outside the angle, so I might have shown up on TV, but I didn't show up in the stadium. That's disappointing. Bummer. But um, I mean, yeah, Kansas City. Uh, when I, unless that team's like really on a roll, because I live there uh, now, so I so get. So why I, are you a Chicago sports fan? Because I'm from <laughs> Chicago. Um, <laughs> but. Yeah, they. I mean, they don't really show up the East until part, right? the team is doing East better. Chicago? East side of Chicago. East side okay, of Chicago. we're never gonna drop this, are we? <laughs> um, but yeah, the Royals fan base is just not very. It doesn't show up very much. But right. hey, I mean, shows up when they're tickets. good because they uh, they got their whole team to go to an All Star game. That's true. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> cheap tickets. Uh, that's what I used to like. Like yeah. Astros fans come around. It's like. Go away. <laughs> My $5 tickets are now 45 Yeah, they are now way more expensive. There you go. Well, uh, before we send to a quick break, talk uh, quick about the no-hitters. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Two from the past week. We had one from, was it the White Sox and the Padres, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay, so just go? Yeah, go for uh, it. Yeah. Joe Musgrove, we were actually watching the game. Is at mm, our apartment? We were. All three of us were there. Yeah. Um, I'm glad for Joe Musgrove, former uh, Houston Astro. They traded him in the trade to get Garrett Cole in twenty late 2017 for the 2018-2019 season. Um, seasons. Uh, I I didn't really care that much for Joe Musgrove. You know, I thought he was a really good pitcher. Like I was fine when he left. Like I was, didn't have any hatred. Didn't like wasn't upset about it. Um, but I'm glad he got it. I'm glad you know he's a guy from San Diego. San Diego, Diego yeah. San, he grew up a Padres fan. Like 15 minutes from the stadium. Wow. So. And that he got probably, their first ever no hitter. And it would have been awesome if it was at Petco Park, but it was against the Rangers in their uh, warehouse. Yeah, in their trash can That's, stadium. That also yeah. has full capacity. Yeah. Well, not anymore. It was only for opening day. Oh, yeah. Which um, is, makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah, and then Carlos <coughs> Rodon uh, hit one batter, one hit batter away. Both? From both no hitters. Oh, yeah, they were both only were. One yeah, they were both yeah. one hit batter. I did notice but that. That begs the question. Should the White Sox have plunked Roberto Perez the next day? Yeah. I would I agree. Start a brawl. They pretty much started a brawl anyways. Adam Eaton got mad about uh who was that who was playing it shortstop? Was Andres Jimenez. John Andres Jimenez like was too close to him or something, blocking the base and he grabbed his leg. Yeah, Adam Eaton's just a weirdo. Okay. <laughs> Adam, Adam Eaton is just strange. Like he is like a real hothead. Like there's no disputing that. But God, that was just downright bizarre. He has some weird antics. Yeah, he's just weird. I don't like him at all. Um, I would mention I would something cool. I would have liked cool. to brawl, though. I would have liked to brawl. I like brawls yeah. in baseball. <laughs> um, I would mention, this is pretty cool. Uh, last time we had two no-hitters this close together was May 3rd and May 7th of 2011. The two pitchers were Francisco Loriano and Justin Verlander. Oh, my God. Both went on to be 2017 World Series champions. Both uh, deadline acquisitions yeah. for the Astros. Yeah. There you go. Well, one was after. Verlander was after. Well, still the August trade deadline. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Fun fact. Maybe the maybe these two end up on the same team in, what, six years down the line? Yeah, or six years down the line when Joe Musgrove is, is, is on a World Series team. Is he already broken. old? Uh, he's like, he might be 30 now. I didn't, I'm, Not too I'm bad. probably wrong. All right. Well, um, that'll probably wrap it up for a little bit of baseball discussion. He's 28. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll kick it to a quick break. But when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit of NBA and a little bit of NFL to wrap up the show. So don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss it. You are listening to The Unwritten Rule on KCOU 88.1 FM. I'm jumping in with my clothes on. 
Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. How was your day? Fine. Did you learn anything new? No. Anything I should know? No. Is everything okay? Yeah. Sometimes it can be hard to connect with teens. Use Connect With Me activity cards to deepen your conversations. Visit health.mo.gov connect to access these free cards and other resources. A message from the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services. How was your day? Fine. Did you learn anything new? No. Anything I should know? No. Is everything okay? Yeah. Sometimes it can be hard to connect with teens. Use Connect With Me activity cards to deepen your conversations. Visit health.mo.gov connect to access these free cards and other resources. A message from the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services. KCOU 88.1 FM. Jack, Jack Payton and Kenny. Who Kenny's, is burping? Kenny's playing sound effects into the mic because he's Four. 12 years old. Um, we are, of course, joined with our special guest this week, Kevin. And uh, we're just going to dive right into it. We're getting back into some NFL action because, you know, way too early NFL picks are fun to do. And uh, Payton, I believe you have something before we, we start on that. Oh, I was endeavor. just, I just wanted to talk first. For like oh. our segment, yeah, yeah. What what do you what do you want to say? Yeah, Hideki Matsuyama. That was really uh, big for him and his country, winning the Masters. Uh, oh. Marcus Aldridge retiring was crazy. I don't. He played on Saturday. Peyton's I doing just, a news roundup um, right now. But yeah, that's it. Yeah, no, we do want to shout out. Yeah, the Marcus Aldridge retirement. Obviously, we just hope he's you know okay and he's it's good that he's making good a decision good decision for, him. for himself. And that's the most important part. Kind of a bummer for him though because the team he was on they had it they'll get a ring if they win it all yeah yeah they'll give him a ring for sure but uh yeah with that being said should we just dive right into what do we want to do just division winners yeah yeah and then just give like your take about what do you think is going to happen really all right um i'm gonna start in the afc afc east kevin the guest always goes first who is gonna win the afc east uh in a way too early nfl picks prediction I got the Bills repeating as division champions for the AFC East. Bills, Bills, Bills. Any, any uh, yeah, reasoning or just Kevin? If you ever have anything, just like say yeah, it if you want go to. Go for it. Uh, just anything to say, like overall about NFL or yeah, no, just like about that division. About really. why you think the Bills might win the division? I just think they're the strongest team overall. Um, I mean, the Jets have no chance. Uh, <laughs> Fair I don't think the Dolphins. I mean, the Dolphins have the position in the draft to be able to really kind of set themselves as the two spot. I don't know that they would really repeat their performance as they did last year. Um, And then I think the Patriots will come back stronger this year than they were last year, but I still just see the Buffalo bills as the most well-rounded team in that division. Fair enough. Uh, Kenny, would you like, I think that's just well said. I think that's really anything that like, best outlook to look at this i think the patriots did get a lot of weapons this offseason i think bill belichick was mad about the yeah. whole overall performance last year and you know he went out and got some good players um they do have a they think they're trying to go for quarterback you know they're at 10 right 
Peyton, 14, 14. 14. Oh, never mind. Well, yeah, if they trade they're up, that close. then they're going for a quarterback. Um, if Fields drops that low, take him. I feel like if anyone drops that low, you're taking well, him. Well, yeah. Um, oh, my God. Justin Fields on New England would make me so mad. I, I would also be very upset to see that. Uh, but I think – wait, I'm not done. <sighs> Dude. I think Kevin <laughs> said it very nicely. I think that the Bills are like – there's really no competition for the Bills. I think the Patriots and the Jets, depending on – not Jets, the Dolphins. Dolphins. Jets are out of here. Um, the Dolphins <laughs> and the um, Patriots. Patriots, however that shakes out, like whichever team has a better draft, better rest of the offseason, whatever, I think that team is honestly a wild card team. Yeah, could happen. But I'm it, taking the Bills. I'm taking the Bills as well. Josh Allen uh, finished second in MVP voting. Uh, he's legit. Um, the only way I could see him being unseated maybe is if uh, Tua really comes out and lights it up and uh, they're in position to get him like an elite receiver or maybe Kyle Pitts if they want. Uh, they'll be an intriguing. elite receiver? Uh, Jamar Chase, uh, Jalen Waddle, or Devonta Smith. No, I meant Kyle Pitts is an elite receiver. Oh, I thought, I thought you... Okay, that <laughs> makes sense. I mean, he basically is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean... And the Patriots, they spent a lot of money, yeah, but... They still, to me, have the same a lot of the same issues as before the offseason. Like they didn't, they signed a receiver, but it was Nelson Aguilar. They signed a safety, but it was Jalen Mills. So yeah. I'm not high on that team. Yeah, we'll have to see. Um, I'm also picking the Bills. The Patriots did make a lot of signings in free agency. It'll be interesting to see, especially if they somehow do end up getting a quarterback in this draft. Um, but yeah, I'm going Bills. Uh, let's go to the AFC North. Kevin, who is going to win the AFC North? Well, I'm high on uh, the Cleveland Browns taking that division. I think it will be close between the Browns and the Ravens. I think the Ravens really need to get Lamar an actual weapon. Hollywood Brown is a good receiver, but I think they need to get him an elite option to be able to um, just take that offense to what they saw more in 2019. Um, The Steelers were a fraudulent team last year. (laughs) Facts. There is no way they do better than seven and well, seventeen game season now. So maybe they luck into eight wins, but I see them as a seven win team, and the Bengals will still round out the bottom of that division. Kenny, um, I totally agree. I think the Steelers are not going to be they're not going to have a winning season this year. I think Dwayne Haskins will take over in week six. What? Um, <laughs> I think Cleveland and uh, Baltimore are two close teams fighting for the true. Browns, really. Um, yeah, technically. Give me the Browns in this division. I love the Browns. Uh, Baker Mayfield's a top 10 quarterback. <laughs> I am going to also take Cleveland. Uh, I think Cleveland and um, Baltimore are playoff teams. Um, however, I just, I like, I think Baker's going to take another step this year. I think him and <coughs> Odell are finally going to click this year, and I think it's going to take them to the next level. Uh, Pittsburgh, I see regressing heavily this year. Um, the Bengals are intriguing. Uh, if they take Penny Sewell and give Joe Burrow some protection, I think that team could make some noise. But I'm gonna say I'm gonna stay relatively safe and pick Cleveland. Yeah, the Browns have uh, the best wide receiver too in football, as we'll all find out next year. And uh, yeah, yeah they're move gonna, on. They're move gonna it. win. And uh, I just think they. I actually think they will take the division. Um, I think we should but probably do a speed round bias, now. Yeah, we should probably we should probably we go have, fast. We have okay. like two minutes. Um, next division, just real quick. Don't give too much reasoning. Uh, AFC South. Kevin, who's winning it? 
Titans are going to uh, take the top there, even though they lose Arthur Smith as their play caller. The Colts have wins. Um, I don't see them doing much. The Texans are just, yeah. I don't think we're fired down there. And then the Jaguars are just not anywhere close to being able to do anything yet either. Kenny? Um, I definitely agree. I think the Titans are going to win this. I think the Colts might keep it close at the top, but I'm still never going to be high on Carson once again. Uh, yeah, I'm going to agree. Or actually, no, yeah, I'll go with the Titans. Uh, the, I just, I think Phillip Rivers had a resurgent year last year. I don't think Carson Wentz is going to match it. You know what? Just to be different, I'm going to disagree. I am going to go with the Colts. The Texans? Oh. No. Um, no. <laughs> I think the Colts have a pretty, no. <coughs> a pretty steady running game, and we'll see what Carson Wentz can do. But I definitely could also see the Titans winning that division. I just kind of want to be different for this round. Um, AFC West. I think this one's pretty easy. For, yeah, for, I think it's pretty part, easy. But... We're going to take the Chargers as the top seed. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. The Chiefs will win that, and then I think the Chargers do end up in the second seed, followed by the Raiders and then Broncos. The Broncos' main issue is just um, either Drew Locke. Drew Locke has to take that step forward or you have to get an actual QB in there. Kenny? Yeah, I agree. Give me the Chiefs. KC, I think the same thing about the Broncos, by the way. Yeah. Uh, KC, and yeah, I pretty much – what you you two – Pretty much nailed it. Yeah, I'll round it up. I guess with Kevin did. Picking KC. Yeah, yeah. We'll go to the NFC now. NFC East. NFC, let's just no no explanation. Yeah. Just rapid fire. Uh, Say your team. We'll go Cowboys. Ooh, Ooh how about them Cowboys? I'm going Ken. Cowboys as well. Peyton? I'm going Washington. I do think Dallas is a playoff team, though. What quarterback? Fitzmagic. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm weeks. also going Washington. Give it three weeks. Nah. I'm going Washington. Nah. Um, Led not by Fitzmagic, but by Taylor. I think they. I think he takes the momentum of his of his performances at the end of the season. Takes Ryan McKee is um, a good backup. AFC or NFC North. Rodgers will stay on top there. I agree. Go Pat. Go. Uh, give me the Bears. Peyton with the Bears. I am. Uh, no, give me give me Aaron Rodgers. Okay, good job. Uh, I am also picking the Packers. I think they'll they'll repeat it and give. Rogers a quick another chance. It's not that funny. Uh, we have Andy NF- Dalton. NFC South. Okay. <laughs> NFC South. It's got to be the Buccaneers in the South. Yeah, I agree. There's no you know, no competition. Uh, yeah, Buccaneers. I actually think the Falcons will be better than people say, but I still think the Bucks have that in the bag. And then last but I'm not least, so. I'm hoping so. I'm sick of West. waiting for their potential. That's fair. NFC West. Probably the hardest NFC one. West, I think, is the toughest one to guess. Um, I'm going to go with the Rams. Yeah, I actually, that was going to be my choice. I thought I'd be different, but uh, no. yeah, I'm going Rams. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going Matt Stafford 100% puts that team over the top. That's It's the Rams. Yeah, I'm probably going to have to stick with the Rams, too. I'm curious to see what the 49ers can do, but I'm also going to pick the Rams. We'll leave that locked in. We'll revisit it for you know standing purposes, but... Um, Kevin, thank you so We're much sitting. for joining We're sitting. We're not us. standing. Muting. No, I'm kidding. Give me um, that mic. Kevin, Kevin thank My you mic. for joining us. Um, Shouldn't have mouthed off. That'll probably do it for us here uh, on the on. Oh, oh, oh wow. Oh, Unbelievable. That will do it for us. Unbelievable. Do it for us on d- unwritten on rule. On unwritten rule. I'm muting, I'm muting rule. myself. I'm muting myself. You guys yeah. finish it out. Uh, on Dunn Written Rule. Thanks for joining us here on KCOU Dunn Written Rule. Unwritten rule. Uh, I'm Kenny Van Dorn. This is Peyton Haverman. Along with Jack Knowlton, I guess. I guess. Have a nice weekend, guys. Get ready to rock and roll and rowl. Saturday, April 6th, the Student Union Board of Missouri S&T 
presents Switchfoot. Tickets for this all-ages show are on sale now at MST 